Hello everyone, it is just so nice to be back. This is uh, my first global month and it just makes you realize how important it is to take this space and this time for yourself to just uh, recheck in with yourself. Looking good there Moira. Um, I love to see how everyone during this lockdown has gone through a little bit of a either energetic transformation or a look transformation. I see Melanie is waving there. It's uh, really good to see you. Today I'm going to talk a little bit uh, from my book, the book of sacred prescriptions. Um, and the reason I want to really just jump into that is I've got some feedback from people who's reading it. And a lot of people are saying to me, Landy, you know, great book, thank you. But it's a very much of a stop starts thing. You know, I read and then I have to put it down. And then I read a little bit and then I have to put it down. So I thought I'll do a little bit of discussion around it uh, for those of you who are reading the book or for those of you who's not reading the book at all, just to get some principles to hit home at the moment. And it's interesting, a lot of the discussions we're having, actually a lot of the discussions we've been having in the past year is around mindset, energy, um, spirituality, what's going on for people at the moment. I really think we're in a little bit of a making world history uh, as a collective, you know, with all the things we're experiencing and going through. Um, and I sort of just want to start a discussion that for those of you who's just come in, uh, I'm going to talk a little bit about the different chapters in the books, but please come in with questions. Stop me if you want to actually contribute. Uh, just unmute yourself and want to do that. And that's all good. So the first thing I want to talk about today is the whole idea of having deep routines that will last you throughout the day. And I think before, uh, you know, 2020 hit, there was a lot of talk about freedom and people wanted their freedom and all that type of stuff. And um, I think a lot of people have realized uh, what, what an interesting concept freedom is and what a personal concept freedom is. And one of the things that I've just realized again uh, in 2020 that I really want to emphasize here is the incredible power of routine and how important it is to, to have that routine in your life. Now, I'm going to use a little bit of a different analogy here this morning. And the analogy I'm going to be using is the sun and the moon. And it was amazing last night for me because I was sitting on the bed and I was looking at the clouds just over the mountain. And I was looking and I was like, I swear the lining of those clouds are turning silver as I'm looking at it. I was like, every cloud is a silver lining, right? And I was just looking. And the next moment, the moon was just coming out behind the mountains like a big egg. It was just like completely making the lining of the clouds completely gold and silver. And I was like in awe. And I took my phone out to try and take a picture. But it's impossible to capture these moments. In, in, in fact, sometimes I feel just lifting my my phone at that stage is a waste of my time because I should be enjoying this moment, this moon coming out. But what was weird about this moon, it wasn't round, uh, it wasn't crest, it was like oval. It literally looked like a golden egg. And I was just sitting there in awe and I was looking at that. That made me thought about this whole thing of routine and especially having routine when you start your day, the beginning of your day and how you actually start the beginning of your day. Because you think about it, you, you go through an entire day, you feel a series of emotions during the day, you have, bask in the sun during the day, 
And that doesn't mean you literally have to go and run to the beach or into the garden and get sun, if you do that right. But you have those experiences during the day. Let's call it your sun experiences. You're in the light. Uh, you're in your conscious mind. You're above the line. You're awake. You're receiving information. Uh, you're doing all that. And then when the evening comes, uh, you now have to do something with that. So then you go to bed, uh, then you sleep, and then you go uh, into this moon experience. So now you move from the conscious state into the unconscious state. You, uh, you're in a completely different reality. I mean, your heart beats without your instruction. You keep on breathing, and then you enter the moon state, the dream state. Now, I talk about the moon a little bit in my book in chapter 18, uh, where I say the moon whispers secrets. Now, it sounds very, ooh, you know, the moon whispers secrets. What do I mean by that? The moon whispers secrets because during moon time, you go into processing what you've gathered during sun time. During moon time, you act you enter states, altered states of reality that you don't necessarily see during sun time. So let's use uh, bacteria as an example, excuse the punt. <laughs> but I think more than ever, people have learned just because you can't see the bacteria doesn't mean it's not there. Just because you can't see the flu virus doesn't mean it's not there. So this is the difference between the sun state and the moon state. So I see Angela laughing here because I think me and her share a love for bacteria. Now it sounds strange, but if you're a scientist like Angela and you understand uh, bacteria and viruses and things like that, then you tend to want to go onto Pinterest and Google bacteria. Go and have a look what they look like. They have faces. They have facial expressions. It's fascinating to see it. You know, people wait for the aliens to descend on us. Just go on Pinterest and put in their bacteria and you'll see what they look like. It's, it's phenomenal to see the faces and the expressions and it looks, like, it looks like little aliens. So they are there, whether you can see them or not. They are just visible in the moon state. They're not visible in the sun state. But if you're an individual that get up in the morning and you immediately slide into the moon state without, or the sun state, without processing what's happening during the moon state, uh, you're actually quite harsh on your soul because your soul is still trying to get into grips in what happened in your alternate reality during moon state. Your soul's still going, oh, okay, I dreamed this, I got a message there, uh, this secret has been whispered to me. I'm still coming back into my body. But then you jumping at, in the first hour of the day into your moon state is ripping your soul out of the circular energy of the moon, out of the feminine energy of the moon into the linear masculine energy of the sun. So when I talk about putting a golden hour in the beginning of your day, I'm really not only talking about setting your day up for success or about strategy. I'm also talking about, about that transition between the moon state 
the circular state and the sun state, the linear state. So ways in which you can do that is to make sure that when you get out of the moon state, which is the first hour of your day, you actually block time. You make time available to make that transition. It's no different than the transition uh, that a turtle make between the ocean and land. Uh, when you come out of the moon state or the dream state, you're still in water. And now you're coming into your sun state, your day state, and now you're going on to land. Now, not doing that in a loving, softer way would be no different than me dragging a turtle out of the morning in the out of the water in the morning. That would be the same as me putting a rope around the turtle and saying in the morning, literally within a minute, I'm going, come, 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 come. What, what do you think that turtle will do? It will go like this. It will go, but <clears throat> I'm still in the water. I'm still trying to come out of the water. And I say to him, come, 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 come. It's like, it's like Simon with his Vienna every morning, right? Simon has a Vienna every morning. And the reason why Simon has a Vienna every morning is Simon's epileptic. And so I hide his pull in that Vienna. And so what I do is I cut it up and it's now part of his morning routine. And then the pull gets hidden in that. Now, anyone who's ever had to hide pulls for dogs will know what an absolute art and skill it is because they know where that pill is. They know they can sniff that pill a thousand miles. So even if I cut that Vienna on a thousand pieces and I hide the pill in one of those Viennas, Simon will know. So what he does, he puts the, the piece of Vienna with the pill into his mouth and then he twirls it with his tongue and then gloops in go the Vienna and the pill falls on the floor. So he just knows how to do it. So I've learned to put the Vienna in his mouth and then I press on his lip like this or under his chin and I go, eat, 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 eat. It's very forceful. Then the poor dog's like, eat, 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 because I don't want him to spit out the Vienna and I want it actually to have any system. So that's the same way in which we force ourselves to come out of the moon state into the sun state. Stay doing that first hour of your day to softly, softly move into your day. Well, I'll tell you what you probably shouldn't be doing. You shouldn't sprint out of your bed onto your email. It's almost like the boogeyman. I don't know how many of you as children or even maybe as adults has gone from your bed to the light in your room to switch off that light and suddenly think, but what if there's a monster under your bed? And what if the boogeyman exists? And then you run and you slap that light and then you run and then you jump on your bed just in case. Um, I've heard stories as a, as a child from my grandparents where they would play tricks on each other. And then when the other person wanted to switch off the light, the brother or the sister would put their hand over the light so that when you switch, <laughs> when you switch off the light, you touch someone else's hand. Now, forcing yourself from a moon state to a sun state in the first hour hour of your day as an entrepreneur would have that same effect. You're literally taking yourself out of that soft water linear state and you force yourself or circular state into a linear state. That's why we get born the way we get born. 
we come out of the womb, out of the water. And in order to make that transition for us better from water, which is the circular spiritual world, into the human experience, which is the more linear, three-dimensional world, the spirit world gives us 10 months to get used to that, 10 months. But you give yourself every single morning 10 seconds to get used to that transition. And that causes things like anxiety, that causes things like internal conflict, that causes things like feeling incredibly unclear. So if you sit in front of your computer in the morning and you feel fragmented and you feel scattered and you feel unsure, it's because you are making that transition too fast. So a very good transition in the first hour of your morning as an entrepreneur would be to stay away from your computer and technology as far as possible. If you tell me it's not possible and you are too busy on a day-to-day -day basis, then I'll almost recommend that you get up earlier so that you can make that transition softer and insert that hour for yourself. If you feel an hour is a bit of a stretch, start with uh, 15 minutes. Start with something like a meditation. Start with maybe a walk in nature. Uh, start by uh, sitting in front of your pot plant uh, in your office and having a proper conversation with it. Uh, start by, uh, you know, rolling on the floor with your dog. Start softly in your morning and you'll already see what happens. Remember the lunar energy is very secretive. The lunar energy has a lot of fog around it. So your mission in the morning, uh, which is mission impossible for a lot of people, is to clear that fog. Uh, to let the sun rays come in. What you can do is you can stare at the sun. Uh, you don't necessarily want to burn your irises. So just be cautious when you do that. But you get some sun on you. Uh, you can jump in ice cold. You can jump in ice cold water. You do what you need to do. But uh, just be aware that if you don't make that transition properly, you are on a quantum physical level upsetting your soul. You're on a quantum physical level upsetting your soul. So that is the first point. That's the type of routine. Think of yourself in your morning like a tree and think of that tree as every single morning, something that has to plant its roots deep in the day so that you can grow throughout the day. Now, I normally talk about the tree as a, a long period of personal development, a long period of growth where when a tree is unrooted, you don't put those uh, roots back into the ground. It takes a long time. That's why we get so frustrated with personal and professional development because we only want to see the, the, the trunk of the tree and we only want to see the, the uh, leaves and the flowers and we want that to happen overnight. But many times the deep work is done under the ground. So you don't immediately see tangible results or achievements or whatever because it takes so long to put those roots. But once those roots is really deep into the soil, then a reversal happens. Then it goes from the moon energy back up into the sun energy where the tree then starts growing. Now that same process repeats every single morning. So you can fight that transition with every fiber in your being. You can jump very quickly every morning from moon, moon to sun energy, but your, your long term, you're going to feel the effect and you're going to feel it with things like anxiety, discontent, non-clarity, um, health issues, just feeling confused, just going, I'm really confused. I don't know what's going on. Um, 
I'm doing everything right, but I'm confused. I'm getting through my to-do list, but I'm confused. Everything is fine in my life, but I'm anxious. That's why you're making that transition like that. Before we move on to the next part, which is now powerful ways to wind off your day. In other words, to make that transition back into the moon energy from sun to moon. Anyone who want to say something or unmute themselves um, and add to this discussion, maybe things you do in the morning or something in this conversation that's inspiring to speak up. I'll sing you Simon's song while I wait for anyone to make a comment. Da, 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 da. <laughs> oh, hi, Landy. Hi there, who oh, am I talking I to? It's Angie. So I've changed, I've changed my backdrop to my favorite spot, which is on the deck. Um, oh, now, look at that. Consequently, because of the surgery and everything and 2020 was complete, especially to the last six months was everything just fell apart. And now I'm putting everything back together again. Um, so part of that, putting that back together again and finding that time and finding new routines is actually spending more time out here, outside in the morning with my first coffee listening to the birds sing right now I'm listening I don't know if you can hear in the background you've got the cicadas buzzing and the birds yes, singing it's beautiful and it's just such a nice transition from waking up from some crazy dreams in moon world which I've been having for the last month yeah. um, and just processing the dreams because of being that crazy yeah. uh, and just making that transition into the day and for once I've actually got the pleasure of having no daily routine because I'm in complete convalescence at the moment. Uh, it's something that very few of us wow. actually get chance to really appreciate. Uh, so I've been yeah. on this convalescence now for eight weeks. So it feels like I'm just having a complete physical, uh, physiological and um, energy, emotional reset. It's like all the crap for the last, God knows how long is now being reset. And now it's an opportunity in that reset to then restart new habits, um, healthier habits, healthier ways, and just be gentler on yourself. Because when we're all so busy, we forget to be gentle on ourselves. And that's my biggest learning and encouragement to find time for everybody who lives a busy, full-paced life to actually make time just to do nothing because that I is that. so wonderful I love that and I love you sitting there giving us this testimony with the birds there in the background almost like they're singing and confirming what you're saying and I think what Angela is saying there you know everyone is well everyone a lot of people that we speak to is freaked out right everyone's going the great reset the world is resetting itself no you resetting yourself. That's what's happening at the moment. We're all resetting ourselves. We're doing that. And there you go, saying it so beautifully, Angela. You know, we had our first masterminds this week. And I just really emphasized again for the groups in front of us. And I tell you, the people that's crawling out of their holes is a quality person that I can't even start to explain to. It's 
like the reset of people is becoming very visible. Uh, I don't know if it means it's just because I've not been in contact for people for some time in, in, in physical form that I appreciate them more, but I find the quality of people, the quality of the conversation, the, the quality of the, the glasses people are putting on their eyes at the moment, actually phenomenal. And I emphasize to people again here this week that my absolute ambition in life is to do nothing because that's a portal, that's a space that you enter into. Now, that doesn't mean you can't have your pockets of productivity and your pockets of contribution, but where you're sitting in that space of nothingness at the moment, Angela, listening to the birds and accessing other areas of yourself and allowing this reset to have it happen is probably one of the most powerful spaces you can be, but a space that society have judged for many, many, many years. Why? because they can't see what you're affecting at the moment. So they judge that nothingness and, and I think, as nothing. But it's not nothing because something always comes from nothing. And yeah. so that something is going to be something new. Um, yeah. Now, being in this position to be able to sit back and watch and observe, you know, like all, all the craziness going on social media and the different rabbit holes and everything else, you know, one thing I've noticed is that everybody's fearful because they don't know what this reset that everybody's talking about. They don't know how it's going to impact them, what they're going to do. And it's almost like they're waiting for somebody to give them permission to do something. Yeah, Where it's actually, It's the opposite. It's, they don't realize that they've got the freedom to make that reset themselves. Yeah. Because no, no great reset in... It's got to be everything that needs to change in the world doesn't change from the top down. It changes from each one of us doing something different. Um, each one of us trying something new. Each one of us being mindful and aware of what we're purchasing, why we're purchasing. That's what causes the change. Not waiting for those at the top going, we're going to have a great reset and everybody sitting around and waiting to obey them. No, it comes from you, your heart. This is where it starts. Yeah. Can you do that voice again? The Great Reset. The Great Reset. <laughs> <laughs> it's very true what you're saying. It is from the bottom up. It was, isn't it? There's nothing from fear that uh, many of us experience from us doesn't come from the outside it comes uh, and and that's the very very bad which brings me to the next point and and that really is about you know uh, if you want to be the change in the world start changing your routine um, you know don't don't start by, uh, going out and telling everyone else they should be doing A or B or C. Uh, you have to change your routine. Don't go to your spouse and go, hey, you have to change your routine. Don't go to everyone else. Go to your mirror and go, hey, you have to change your routine. Your routine at the moment is taking you too harshly from the moon to the sun energy. That's actually, you know, if you spend 80% of your energy and time, what you probably should be changing and doing and forget about the other people, you can have a very, very different result. And so that brings us to those fears and, and what happens at the end of your day? So at the end of your day, you now have to, to make that transition from the sun energy. Now you're all hyped. 
you had lots of linear energy going, you, you maybe went through a to-do list, you've done some things, uh, you've interacted, interacted with other people in, in other socially as a species, and now you're full of the sun, uh, you're full of light, you're charged, you're energized, you're hype, and, and now the empty, emptying of that bucket has to take place. Now you have to go from the sun energy back to the moon energy. Now you have to sell, ask yourself, so what am I going to do to wind down? And I talk a little bit about this and in chapter, and I'm giving you these chapters, especially if you want to grab my book and you don't want to read the whole thing. Uh, some books you don't want to, or you just want pockets of information. I talk sixty-eight book where I talk about the snapping of the energy cords. Now, when you get to the end of the day, you may look, look like this, you know, like puppet on the string because you've attached yourself to numerous things now during the day. You've attached yourself to technology and because of that, an energy cord has been established. You've attached yourself to that person who went at you um, on social media and an energy cord has formed. You've attached yourself to that uh, you, you really wanted, you wanted, you really wanted it and an energy cord has formed. You've attached yourself to the, um, you know, the, 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 the meal you ate that you didn't want to because you're actually on an eating plan. So all these things. And here you look literally like a puppet on a string because you've attached yourself to these energy cords. And now you have to find a way at the end of the day to stop those. So it's not just about winding down and being zen and stepping from the sun into the moon. Uh, you want to actually get rid of those cords. So I like to get visual uh, when it comes to these type of things. And, um, you know, th think of it as a, think of it as you uh, and your body. And then uh, you have uh, holes everywhere in your body. And I'm trying to make it really visual for you because um, it is actually very visual. And so now you have a hole in your shoulder and you have a hole in your nose and you have holes in your eyes and you have holes in your mouth and all of these has formed these attachments so you sort of look like a you look like a person full of ropes basically and uh let's use my friend the octopus because i always like using the octopus the, the octopus always steps in for me when i need an analogy um now one tentacle is attached here to this conversation you had the other tentacle is attached to uh, your mother-in-law, the other tentacle is attached to the wrong meal you ate. So can you imagine what you look like at the end of the day? You're a little bit stretched, don't you think? And if you stretch too much, uh, you may snap. And that's no way to go back into moon energy. Um, there you are, stretched. You're a, you're a puppet on the string. And, and the problem is, if you don't snap those puppets on the string cords, then it's very easy to influence you. This is what protection is about, right? If you really want to protect yourself emotionally, mentally, spiritually, you have to make yourself, you have to get yourself back to the state of thinking proactively for yourself as opposed to being a puppet that's now only going to react. That's why we react so much. Remember, I can only bring you information that I have had personal experiences with. So when I tell you, you're not snapping your energy cords and that makes you more easily influenced, 
and all those things, these are experiences that I've been through myself. That's why I can recognize it. So I'm not saying you, 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 you should do this. I'm telling you, I'm sharing with you some of my personal experiences so that you can feel lighter because these are ways that I employ in my day-to-day -day life to feel lighter. So you don't want to be influenced. You don't want to be a reactive person. Uh, you don't want to constantly, when people press in your buttons, react. That's why people snap at each other at dinner. That's why you can't sleep at night. That's why you're lying there worrying about what he said or she said. That's why you're analyzing people's reactions. That's why you're so incredibly dependent and worrying about what other people think of you because of those energy cords. When those energy cords are cut, here comes my scissor. You feel light. Then you get back to the state of joy, which is that da 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 da. And so that doesn't only happen on a daily basis. This go way, way back uh, in, in this uh, chapter where I talk about these energy cords and how important it is to snap them. I give the example of a person being on the cricket field and getting bullied. And I, it was one of my personal experiences as, as a young child. I ended up on some field um, and this young boy came and just started to, um, in, you know, abuse me with words and I was just standing there I couldn't understand what did I do wrong why is he abusing me and he literally knocked me over and started kicking me and I was like you know what the hell and he left eventually and I snapped at him but that imprint became an energy cord and it stayed for me quite some time until I was able to snap it so this snapping of energy cords is not only applicable to you on a day-to-day -day basis it's also uh, applicable on, on things from the past that's literally holding you. I once had a dream, just the strangest dream. I had a dream that I was walking through the street and I had shackles around my ankles and I was dragging a Uno vehicle behind me. And I was like, what a strange dream. And I woke up, I was like, what, what am I doing with a Uno vehicle? And that's where the concept of cords really dropped in for me. That if you don't snap these cords, whether it's uh, someone from the past that told you, you something or someone that said you, to you something last week or a spouse that attacked you or someone that hurt you. If you don't snap these cords, you're never going to be in this, in this state of detachment. And I think people, people confuse detachment as a cold heart or being aloof or not caring. That's not the case at all. Many times it's really caring deeply, but for yourself first, right? And for your, for your vibrational content first, making sure that you actually go to bed peacefully. So one of the goals that uh, me and Mike has put out for us this year is the goal of essential sleep. And that really is that transition between the sun energy and the moon energy. Whereas an entrepreneur, you give yourself the great reset every single day and that great reset will not happen unless you snap those cords as you wind down for the evening and then as you get up in the morning you create this space for you in which you can make the transition from the moon energy to the sun energy and that's how you'll turn every single day of your life so how do you know you have energy cords look at the things that drain you um if it's your partner, then that's it. You have to deal with it. 
and you have to find ways to snap that drain at the end of the day. Uh, if it's your dog, uh, you have to find a way to snap that cord at the end of the day. If it's your colleagues, you have to find, does that mean you have to completely remove yourself from energy vampires? Not possible. You don't want to learn in live in isolation. And also, you want to mix with people who's different than you. Uh, you want to bring different opinions and things into your life. Will it trigger you from time to time? Yes, but the idea is not to move away from those people completely or to live in a siloed life or where only you are right and everyone else is wrong. The idea is more to come at the end of the day and find a way to process those energies but detach from the way in which it makes you reactive. Now, we're going to move on to the next topic, which is some magical tools I want to uh, share with you. But I want to look a little bit here at the comments. And I'm inviting, again, anyone who wants to unmute themselves and um, say something to do that. Uh, but we have quite a few comments here going on. Um, we have Sean posting their eagle memorabilia. Sean, very much into the eagle at the moment. Go get, check out that website. Remember when the, the recording stopped, the, the the chat goes. So if you need to grab anything from this chat now, ah, it's his new website launching this week. Fantastic. And a big congratulations to you, Sean. Big things coming your way, as we most, both know. Um, then we have Angela, bacteria, 13% of the biomass. Wow, 13%, Angela, is bacteria. You better go and look at those faces of these bacteria. These, these are a, a, a species around you. Uh, viruses 0.4. Oh, when we're giving viruses so much of our time and attention, yet I see bacteria. Humans 0.01%. How's that for perspective? How is that for perspective, Angela? This is I'm almost for me some like research. Yeah. Please continue. You muted, Angela. So virus, uh, this is research I was doing this morning um, towards my book and looking at uh, nature and biomass and trying to find a different like connection for financing because uh, you, you've seen my you've seen my bit about um, using the water cycle as a potential way of financing the changes that need to happen in the world rather than this continual growth cycle. So yeah. I was looking, so I went down this rabbit hole of looking at the percentage of water and where that's situated. And I thought, well, I wonder what's, you know, what's the carbon, you know, what's carbon like? How's carbon shared around the world rather than the water? And this is where these figures came. 13% of the world's biomass in carbon is in bacteria. 0.4% is in viruses and humans are only 0.01%. And that wow. was of 2019. And that just blew me away this morning. It blows me away it as just well. Puts you, it puts you in perspective. What we can't see is much greater than what we can see. Yeah, absolutely. Yes, we fully base our decisions, or many of us fully base our decisions on what we can see. That, that, that borders being completely illogical. So we've been taught then that the unseen is the illogical and the non-common sense, yet the stats you're putting right here in front of our face is everything that you can see 
is more based in the illogical and in non-common sense. And it is what's happening behind the scenes. It's the things that you can't see. It's the unknown in which a lot of some of the best decisions are being made. It's, it's phenomenal. Uh, Parma ham wrapped around pills work very well. <laughs> it's for Simon. He finds it in that ham. The problem is the ham doesn't hold the pill. Um, CJ, I'm practicing the 5am club now. Uh, pretty amazing and raising my energy for the entire day. Well, well done, CJ. You're probably not going to see me getting up at five, but I may have to count my words because, uh, you know, if, uh, if me and Mike get in a position in a few years from now where there's more happening in our day, you may find Ms. Dag getting up at five o'clock in the morning to get a golden hour in. But the golden hour in, I'll get that golden hour in. And I think that's the principle. Um, Angela, morning and evening transition is outside on the deck with a backdrop and sounds of nature. Angela, you're sitting there very, very time now. I can actually see the, the night sitting in the moon energy there behind you, which is just beautiful. Birds, Philippe, I heard them as well. CJ, the chirping, love the background. Really, thank you very much. It's Mike's genius. Nothingness, I agree, is the access to pure potentiality. Moira, a truest statement has never been made and you should go and actually put that in a quote and post it on your Facebook page because it's a super powerful quote. You can go and write a book around that. Uh, Philippe, Atomic Habits, the book can be useful to change the start of your routines. Thank you, uh, Philippe. I've read that book and I thought it was very, very useful and I still use a lot of those principles um, on my day-to-day -day basis. And there's the link to that. Brenda, I lined in, my Wi-Fi is playing up, so I'll say bye for now. Uh, this will, this is getting recorded. Brenda, so you can listen to it later. Shazar, interested in tools to snap the cords. What do you use, Landy? Or should I simply go back to the book again? Um, very, very good question, Saja. Uh, there's no definite way to snap those cords. Um, in the book, I do propose a, a sword. Now, not everyone has my sword and weaponry energy. You know, um, many people would walk into a market and go straight for the essential oils and the jewelry. Uh, Lundy would go straight to the swords uh, and the knives and the weapons. It is just... Um, part of the vibration of who I am. So I naturally use swords to actually cut cords. What I'll do is because I'm a dancer, uh, I would from time to time uh, use a, a very powerful time uh, in the month. And then I'll take my swords out and I'll literally dance. And while I dance, I make use of what I call meditative movement. So I meditate while I move. And as I move, I bring these cords in whether that's the, the face of an ex or whether that's the face of a person that just pissed me off uh, or whether that's a, a person that I, um, that I feel have an unnecessary effect on me that I don't quite understand or whether it's a toxic desire and I dance. I use the, the circular energy and I go round and round and I visualize these things and I start cutting and cutting. I explain this process in my, in my book um, but that works for me personally. And over the years, it's been incredible in working with this energy because when I use my sword, I can literally see the energy cord as a light. And it takes quite a few cuts for that to go. It's not like I visualize, toop, the light goes off. Uh, it sometimes takes me months doing the same dance over and over and over again. And then one day, and this all happens in my mind. This is my mind, my imagination, my way of doing things. The light goes off. And then the energy is, is cord is cut. And
Hi, Sean. Sean, you're uh, muted. Just unmute yourself. Uh, Sean, if you're still there, oh, you're good. Okay. Um, another way that I've used just as examples, uh, Saja, is um, before I met Mike, I was in a 14-year relationship uh, with another guy. And you can imagine the, the stunning collection of imprints you collect from that. Uh, it's just layer after layer after layer. And uh, I came out of that divorce and I was like... <laughs> I just, I just want to find the quickest and most effective way to get rid of these imprints because I need a reset, uh, not only for a new person, because I don't think you should just always make your decisions about the next one coming in. It's about resetting yourself and it's about becoming the best version of yourself and to attract new experiences. Otherwise, you're just going to carry those imprints or those cars, as I've explained uh, with you all the time. So in a six-month period, uh, and, and my ways can sometimes be a little bit extreme. So I'm not promoting you do what I'm doing. I'm simply giving you examples. I isolated myself for six months uh, in my apartment. Um, and for those six months, all I did is I got up in the morning, uh, went for a swim to make the transition between the moon energy and the sun energy. Then I went to work. Uh, then I returned home and then I put on music and then I wrote poems. And then I did that the next morning and the next morning I did nothing else. I did it for six months and I wrote 500 poems to unwind the, um, the, the imprints. I just wrote, 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 wrote obsessively. Um, and writing those 500 poems, I still have the book. Um, I'll probably never publish it. It's called Rock and Rhyme. Uh, Mike says it's very dark. <laughs> But it's shadow work. It's, it's unraveling the, the imprints, but in a very fast and effective way. So after the six months, I literally got like reborn. It's like uh, what Angela spoke about, how she's feeling the stuff coming out of her cells and the reset and the reprogramming. Uh, so I, I'm a great believer it can happen in a, in a six-month period. Um, and I've personally witnessed people who's done it in seconds. So it depends on how deep these cords are lying. It depends on how honest you're willing to be with yourself. It depends on the level to which you bullshit yourself. Um, all those things play a, a role. And many times lying to ourselves is not because you're a bad person. It's just because there's stuff you, you can't deal with yet. You can't face the music yet. You know, you're going, oh, okay, I'm not going to admit to myself. I've been that person or, okay, what I've done is pretty evil, but... Uh, I'm going to forgive myself for that and that type of stuff. So you have to unravel that. So the, these cords can take very long and they can take very quick. But I've learned the more you, you snap them, the better you get at snapping them. So there's some extreme examples. You don't have to use my examples. Um, but it's a very powerful process. It's a very liberating process. So that brings me now to the third one, uh, which really is about magical tools. And I tell you, the more I continue on this journey, the more I love this word magic. Um, it's taking on a whole new meaning for me. Of course, you know, as a child, I've loved never-ending story and, and dragons and, and all those things. And I still do. I still use a lot of those tools in my day-to-day -day life. I believe in things that most people I come across don't believe in. Um, but of course, that, that's their reality, not mine. Um, 
but I, I do believe in magic and I do believe we are magic. And I do believe there's a lot of that that can be used um, in our business, in our relationship and in our lives. So I want to leave you today with three magical things. And again, magical things that work for me doesn't mean if it works for me, it's going to work for you. But I do want to invite you to explore. I do want to invite you to reconsider. Now, the first one is about routine. Um, I talk about your rule book, how you can go and establish your own rule book for your life in chapter 61 of my book. Now, my book does stretch the mind a little bit. Um, it, it, a person who's very left-brained may be a little bit challenged because I do use a lot of analogy, a lot of story, a lot of imagination. Uh, but if you're heavily left-minded, it may be actually good for you because it may bring you a little bit more into the right brain. And uh, I know the left and right brain is maybe a very black and white way of looking at it. So I'm just bringing a point across here. Um, but uh, go to chapter 61 if you want to rewrite your rules. Uh, I remember in a very critical time in my life, uh, I came across a speaker. Can you believe it? It's way before I met Mike. Look at that prophecy. I came across a speaker and his talk was about what's your story. And at that talk, he handed out, handed out rubber bands for everyone. And the rubber band said, what's your story? And I was like, what? I can write my own story. Um, and I realized up until that point, I've just taken on everyone else's stories. And, the, and uh, that's why I started writing my own rules. So you can take a journal. You can go and buy yourself the most magical book. Uh, you can write with lipstick on your mirror. Uh, me and Mike do that. We don't use Mike lipstick. We use my lipstick. <laughs> but we like to put rules. <laughs> Mike sitting across from me he didn't flinch <laughs> so um so we like to write our own rules and uh go and read chapter 61 if you want to write your own rules you can literally do what you want um, and that's uh, one of the first ways to try to change your routine that's probably one of the biggest magical tools i can give you Just buy yourself the most beautiful journal you've ever seen in your life make sure the book looks so magical that you know uh, dwarfs can jump out of it and write, start writing your rules, start writing your rules, write about who you are, uh, tell yourself, you know, I'm a magical being, uh, I have the magics in me, uh, I'm a dynamic person, I'm, a, I'm someone uh, with lots of ambition, I'm someone with no ambition, and it's fine, go write your rule book, it's your rule book, um, you know, I don't think I've ever in my life given this counsel to people more than last year, and it was don't listen to anyone. Don't listen to other people. Don't listen to other people. Shut your ears, right? I'm not saying you shouldn't be open to learning, but it seems life is a way of getting that out of you anyway. Life is going to make you learn anyway, right? So you don't have to make yourself every single person student because you're already a student of life. Uh, you chose that when you came to this planet so uh, you'll benefit a lot if you start collecting information and then do what you want anyway that's the rule in our house uh, the rule in our house is do what you want because you're going to do what you want anyway and then everyone go and do what they want so and it works very well for us and if anyone try and stop another person to do what they want then you just that you just put your hand up and say oh i thought you said i can do what i want because i'm going to do what i want anyway and then everyone burst out laughing and then they do what they want anyway it's your rule book right if you don't have a rule book and here's, here's the really important thing. If you don't have a rule book, then you don't have preference. If you don't have preference, then God can't express through you.
you're stopping that process. So if you agree with everyone, if you are the mediator between everyone, if you don't have an opinion, if you don't navigate towards what you want, you don't have a rule book, therefore God can't express through you. You just in the middle. There's no black or white. There's no high or low. There's no hot or cold. But we judge ourselves for our preferences, don't we? The moment we disagree with a person or the moment we disagree with something, we're bad. It's not the case. You are made to have preferences. And that's what makes you so beautifully unique. So put that into your rule book. My number two mag magical nugget is go and have a look at your rejection score. The more you've been rejected by other people, the more of a rock star you are. I say this very, very clearly in chapter 66. Rejection from other people is a reaction. It's not an action. So if people are rejecting you, they're simply reacting to not liking you for who you are. That's all it is. So the more you're getting rejected, a salesperson understand that. A salesperson, if you're going to do cold calling, you can reject eight out of 10 times. 10, salesperson is focusing on the acceptance of two out of 10. That's what they're focusing on. Um, and that forms character. So the more you're getting rejected by people, the more you're on the right path. I'm not saying go out there like a tornado and make it your mission to piss off the world. I'm saying be yourself. And I'm also saying the more you're going to be yourself, rejected. That is the conundrum of the conscious leader. If you're going to go out there and you're going to show and express your preferences, as a God main being, you're going to get reaction from people and they're going to reject. And therefore, you're going to start polarizing people. And in the same sentence, your popularity is also going to go up. That's a choice. That's a personal choice. Bruce says, your rejection of me is just an indicator of your poor standard for excellence. And, you know, it's up to, it's up to you, Bruce, what your standard of excellence is. But if you're going to live your life based on other people's opinion or rejection of you, you're going to feel very, very bad about yourself. You're constantly going to feel very bad about yourself. You're going to go, uh, should I say that? Should I do that? What you're in essence saying yeah, is very dangerous. You're going, should I be myself? Should I be myself? Very dangerous question to ask yourself because you were created to be yourself, right? Uh, look, if being yourself means you're going to uh, go out there and become a white wolf and shoot people, uh, you know, uh, probably have your, have your stance there. There's a reason, a purpose for your creation. Um, and I'm not trying to encourage people to be extreme, but I, I want you to be yourself. And then after you've been yourself, I want you to take the consequences for being yourself. That's what I'm saying. That's the second tool. Go and check out the rejection score. Go check how many people have rejected you. The more that is up there, the, <laughs> the more of a rock star you are, not the other way around. People have rejected you because they tried to mold you, right? That's as simple as that. <laughs> and then number three, uh, my magical tool for you really is to um, go to chapter 38 and go and read music uh, is the master of exile, you know? 
the quickest way you can actually manifest what you want in your life and the quickest way you can step into your purpose doesn't matter if that purpose is that you're meant to be a world leader or you're meant to see sit under a tree and smoke weed whatever your purpose is the more you move into joy and the more you move into a vibration of you can honestly say in the morning once you've transitioned from your your moon to your sun energy that you feel joy and you feel joy for the day and then you get to the end of the day and you're now making the transition from sun energy again back to moon energy and you go to bed and you go i feel joy i feel peace inside myself the more the magic will happen around you and it's not always easy for us to learn how to shift from a state of anxiety fear panic in that moment where we catch ourselves out into a, a, a place of joy and one of the quickest ways i've found uh, me doing that is with music music is uh, the master of exile in other words music will take you out of that fear out of that panic out of that anxiety until you've learned how to do it yourself so if you can get to a point where you're standing in a very long line and the place you're standing in line happen to have fleas and they jumping on your legs and you can literally see the spots coming and you're itching and at that very point you're developing a toily and you can look at the whole situation and laugh and go i'm actually one of the happiest most fulfilled grateful people in the world and i guess i have a flea totem and i should go and look it up then you're actually becoming the master of your vibrational content and that's where you start massively massively manifesting in fact what happens at that point is magic it almost uh, reminds me of that story i tell in my book where i was flown into cape town and this billboard came up in front of me and it said live life extraordinary so you can live life extraordinary with these magical tools inside of you we have a few minutes left um, i'm going to stop the recording so that if there's any of you want to ask questions that's specific and that you want to keep private uh, you can do so and 